Hey guys, gals, we, the, they, them, whatever makes you feel sexy. Girl B here, back at you with episode 14 of Strip It Down, entitled Interview with the Energy Vampire. I'm so sorry about the long break in episodes. Um, Things have been absolutely insane lately. I know I gave y'all a little bit of insight into some of that in the last episode, but to keep things short, um, things have continued to get a little bit more intense, and then of course I got sick because, you know, it was February. But I'm trying to get back on that horse and keep it coming at you guys. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the ways that dancers can find themselves getting a little bit burned out. There are all kinds of factors that can lead to this unfortunate symptom of the industry. Physical exhaustion, decline in income potential, strained personal relationships, and health issues are just a few, but I think that one of the biggest causes of burnout, at least for me, has always been what I like to call energy vampires. We all have rough days where it feels like nothing's going right, and that feeling can be compounded by people around us who are consciously or even subconsciously sucking out the little bit of remaining energy that we have left. Stripping is especially prone to this phenomenon because our customers feel entitled to every part of us, and they tend to wear us out with their unrelenting physical and emotional needs. Some clients consistently and effectively manage to suck every last morsel of mental fortitude that you have in you on any given night. This can pertain most heavily to regulars, and trust me, I've got a clingy regular episode in the works, but it's not just your consistent customers that can bring you down. When you dance, you encounter an endless number of people every single night, and it can be just as emotionally draining as it is physically demanding. Having to start a conversation with a complete stranger and act engaged and interested while simultaneously keeping the focus on the exchange of services, while being the life of the party, ignoring the relentless demand for more attention, more extras, more, 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 but of course, preferably for less money, (laughs) while still trying to close the sale as quickly and graciously as possible because time is money and you're not made of either, is very tiring. Now do it over and over again all night long while also dealing with constant rejection and criticism without becoming discouraged or acting jaded. Now let's say that you've made a catch and you've got one hooked, either with dances or VIP or whatever. Now you gotta try to keep this person feeling heard and special and validated for whatever length of time while fighting off the almost guaranteed sexual advances, propositions, and assaults. But don't make them upset or let them feel like this is just business or else they won't spend any money. But once they do spend some money, make sure that you remind them that this is just business so they won't demand your attention and continued affection afterwards. Let's just say it's a lot of work. It's a lot of subtle psychological work that can leave your battery very easily empty. Most of us that have danced for a while can feel this coming on. We have a string of bad money nights, so we feel less inspired by work's monetary possibilities. We may be overworking ourselves to compensate for this, thus resulting in our bodies being exhausted and tired and worn out. This stress and fatigue may be affecting our personal relationships, causing tension and frustration. And then you force yourself into work, determined to make the best of it. And you just encounter one soul-sucking asshole after another, and you just want to slap someone. (laughs) All these factors, or maybe just some of them, start to build up, and before you know it, you've got burnout, baby. It's a part of life. I mean, even civilians. I don't know a single person that has not reached a breaking point, either professionally or personally, at some point in their lives. But for the sake of this argument, I'm going to focus on sex work because it's what I know and what I see the most and what we're talking about. But burnout is a constant struggle in the industry, and this is a reminder to everyone that sex work is real work. Just because ignorant people think that we just show our boobies and make thousands of dollars doesn't make it true. 
we know that there is so much more to our jobs than people want to acknowledge. And don't get me wrong, I and most dancers are extremely grateful to have the opportunity to do this work. Dancing allows me independence, financial stability, and a better work-life balance, and I really wouldn't trade that for anything. I also get real value from my job at times. I mean, I get to meet amazing and interesting people and form bonds and friendships that I really treasure. And as cheesy as it sounds, I know that I can make a difference in some of my customers' lives. Maybe I'm the first person to ever really listen to them or touch them or look them in the eyes and just made them feel important. Sex work does heal and should always have a place in this world. But we are allowed to vent and struggle with our jobs just like everybody else without the assumption that we're just miserable and that that it's because sex work is inherently bad. It's just work and working with people. And the fact remains the same that sometimes people just suck quite literally. (laughs) Sometimes seeing people act out their worst behavior can be very depressing, especially when it's clear that they're only acting that way because they don't view us as actual people that matter. It can greatly affect our opinions of men and women and people really, and it just makes it hard. Sometimes we get tired of it. And no matter how optimistic we are or try to be, it just gets us down. So this clip is a rambling about my various causes of my slight burnout lately and a conversation that I had with a coworker that was actively struggling with it. So let's strap up and strip it down. Okay, um, here we are again, another drive home. Um, I think I told you guys that I was going to try to do a little bit more of this kind of candid talking about my night either on the way to work or on the way home from work or, you know, just kind of doing it that way because it's interesting how things that will go on throughout the night will kind of inspire, sounds dramatic, but kind of make me think of ideas and think of themes and things that I want to talk about anyway. So it's kind of makes sense just to go ahead and kind of spill out the inspiration for that, that thought. So, um, I got a pretty long drive. I I drive 42 minutes ish, you know, depending on traffic to work and, uh, from work. So I, I have a pretty decent commute. So it's also helps me kind of fill that void. Um, cause I usually just talk to myself. So at least this is productive and, um, and you know, I have a lot of podcasts and the audiobooks I listen to, but even that gets old sometimes. So I'm going to talk to you guys, but so tonight was tough. Uh, like most have been lately. I mean, it's January, which is just notoriously difficult in the dance, dance industry. January, February are kind of, kind of when it makes or breaks people. You know, I I know some baby strippers that start like in November and quit in January because they just can't handle it. And it's hard. It's very hard. Christmas and New Year's and taxes and the cold weather. And it just, it can be um, very inconsistent and, and pretty bad. Um, which is why, of course, you always want to plan for that, but easier said than done sometimes. So tonight was a rough, typical rough January shift. Uh, Most of the girls that I work with on a consistent basis 
all kind of had the same um, idea, kind of same mood going into tonight, kind of like, God, you know, it's been so bad, and um, everybody's trying to kind of keep spirits up, but you can see it, you know, it's like, it's like when people have been fighting and fighting and fighting and trying to stay optimistic and trying to stay happy, and it'll be fine, it'll be great, it'll be good, and then, and then they finally start to kind of, like, lose that, that pep and start, their cynical side starts to take over, so it's like a sea of beautiful women, and I'm just watching them all just slowly lose hope, minute by minute, and, um, it sucks, and I can really relate to it, because I'm, I'm no, I'm no better sometimes, I, sometimes I really have to fight and struggle with myself, and push myself to not be negative and cynical, and not give up before I've started, um, but sometimes when you're staring down the barrel of seven hours in heels with drunk people and you just don't know where it's going to turn out, it, it, it can be hard <laughs> to, uh, to even think about it. You know, the, the a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, right? Well, that single step can just be impossible sometimes depending on the mood you're in and how tired you are and, you know, kind of the lead up and the external issues going on in your life that might be affecting you. So I could really relate to that because I'm having a very hard time right now. My life, uh, my husband and I are great. That's not, that's not a thing, which people always want to assume that when you say your personal life is stressful, that it's your relationship, but you know, your personal life is everything that's personal to you. So your family, your friends, um, your hobbies, your passions, that's all personal things. So that can all be part of a personal issue that you're having. And that's where I am. You know, I've got some unresolved health issues that are, that are kind of nagging me lately. My shoulder is really, really hurting. Um, there's that. And then, you know, there's the stress of money, of course, because it's slow for me and slow for my husband. Um, you know, so the things are tense with that. And then my daughter's being a crazy person and we're having to kind of try to get her resources that she needs and kind of figure out what's going on and all that. And, um, so it's just kind of accumulation of a lot of things all coming to a head at the same time. And I'm pretty mentally, physically, and emotionally, um, raw, you know, I, I kind of told my husband tonight, because my younger daughter got in trouble at school this week, which doesn't usually happen. She's a pretty content kid. She's a pretty easygoing kid, but she has her moments where she gets very emotional and doesn't regulate it very well. And that was one of these instances. And she kind of like threw a little bit of a fit and she threw a notebook and it happened to hit a kid that was near her and it wasn't intentional, but it still happened. And schools have zero policy, you know, zero tolerance policies on that kind of thing. So she got suspended for a day. And so it was just kind of like the cherry on the cake, you know, of like, God, can't just anybody, can't anybody just keep their shit together right now. You know, I need someone to pull their weight and do what they need to do and something to go smoothly and everything just wasn't. And it's that domino effect of, you know, once one thing goes wrong, they all go wrong. And so I was telling my husband, excuse me, sorry. 
it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was telling my husband how it's funny because normally I'd be pretty upset, pretty disappointed by the phone call I got about my daughter's um, incident at school. And instead I just kind of was like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I was very kind of un, I was so upset that I was not upset because it was just like predictable. It was just expected. I was like, of course, of course that, that happens. Like, you know, why would anything go right right now? And a similar situation with the oldest that, that we were having more issues with. She got into a literal fight today with another girl. I mean, she's in seventh grade. So that kind of catty back and forth banter, oh yeah, girl, get in your face that, that you know, that kind of thing, I guess is not unexpected occasionally, but it's still just more crap. And I had the same reaction, just kind of like, oh, well that sucks, you know, <laughs> because I've, I've literally had to disassociate so strongly just to deal with it. Because if I gave every one of these situations the amount of emotional reaction that they probably is justified to have, I would just die. Like I, I physically and emotionally and mentally cannot express myself and, and let myself get worked up over all of these things as badly as I could because I, I'm, I'm only one person and I just don't have that much energy and time in my body. <laughs> um, but the point of this is and how it relates to the club and work and all that is that the club is kind of its own ecosystem, if you will. And it's similar in a lot of ways to like exactly what I was just explaining. You know, you have a home life and you have a family and you have your little routine and the things that you need and expect and all that. And so when it's chaotic and things are going badly and it's not looking good, it affects you. And the club's really no different because you have your work friends who are like your family and you have your routine and you have your, you know, your little thing that you do. And when, and when just nothing will go right, just nothing will go your way. It is hard. And so the girls are already fairly demoralized right now and having a struggle staying motivated and happy and all those things. And tonight just happened to be an extra layer of challenge. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the way to articulate this, that it makes sense, like even to civilians and that it also doesn't sound like a whiny pity party. Um, but that I really am communicating how difficult it can be. So having rough night or a rough customer in the club can affect you so much more than you might know or expect or can explain. And so it was the end of the night and all, like all, I said, all night long, girls were kind of ranting and raving and kind of frustrating, frustrated throughout the night. You know, it was not a great night. We had 50 girls on the floor, which is a ton uh, customers were very lukewarm, not super friendly, helpful. The vibe was real low. Energy was real low. 
And so girls were already kind of complaining throughout the night, kind of not in a great mood. No one was really having, no one was really having a spectacular experience. Even girls that were making money, it was like, you know, pulling your teeth, dealing with assholes. It wasn't, it wasn't a smooth transition or anything like that. So that was already going down. And then it's the end of the night and, um, my locker is next to another girl that I like, you know, we get along. We, we know a lot of the same people we, we talk and, you know, she's, she's a little older like me. She's kind of a little more settled, a little less, um, scattered and emotional. Usually she, she definitely is usually on some of the same level as I am about work. She's able to kind of, you know, roll her eyes and let things go better than some of the younger girls usually. So when I look over and I see, I can just tell, you know, I can just tell she's not okay. And, you know, I look at her, she looks at me and we kind of like make eye contact and she kind of made that face. Like she was embarrassed that I caught her, uh, having a moment, you know? And I was like, girl, you all right? And she was like, uh, no. And I was like, well, you don't got to tell me, you know, it's not in my business. I just don't want you to think I don't care if you do want to talk about it. And she was like, girl, you know, it's just, she's like, I made money and I should be thankful for that because she's like, cause I can, I know obviously that's not the case with everybody tonight. She goes, but it was just so hard. And I'm me being a dancer and being an experienced dancer. When she says that, I know what that means. That doesn't mean Oh, I had to actually work for my money. And, and that's not what that means. It means on such a deeper personal level, it just was hard. You know, people were just demanding and expecting things from you. Unreasonable things, unfair things, unrelenting things that you just... It was just so hard to deal with and to maintain and to stay fucking cheery about. And so, like I said, and I've said before, you disassociate. That is the strategy. That is the plan. Find a happy place in your mind and go there and just hold your breath and count down the minutes and just say, I'll get through this. I'll get through this. I'll get through this. And please don't misunderstand me and think that I'm saying, like, just let a man molest you or something like that and you'll get through it. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. And please, please do not think that I'm in any way at all um, encouraging or saying that girls should just stand by and let whatever happened happen and just grin and bear it in certain situations, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. You should always stand up for yourself. You should never let people push your boundaries or disrespect you or anything like that. I I don't, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, and I think that dancers know what I mean is a lot of what we have to do is kind of look the other way when people are behaving their worst. And that can be something as simple as, you know, the loving family man from Texas that's in town on business that would open the door for every old lady he sees at home is now in front of me describing grotesquely and descriptively 
all the nasty things he would do to me in the middle of the floor. (laughs) And it's that kind of thing. You know, it's where you're not treated like a person. You're not treated like you have feelings or emotions or rights. You're just an object. You're just something there to fulfill a need or whatever. And that's okay to a point. In some ways, it's good because that makes the transaction part of our interaction less weird. But in other ways, it's not because, like I've said before, it makes me no less of a person. makes me not deserve any less of your respect or manners or any of that than anybody else. So, So it's hard because... When people are doing that to you, and a lot of them are doing it to you over different, and to different degrees, something as simple and as quick as a dude just like trying to grab your ass as you walk by, all the way up to you're in a three hour VIP with a guy that is just stressing the hell out of you because you're just fighting for your life, figuratively. (laughs) Yeah, whatever the difference between those two things might be time or any of that. It's the same concept. So it doesn't matter what the person's doing. It doesn't matter how long they're doing it. It doesn't matter any of that. It all wears you down at the same rate. It's like you could add colored dye to water and then drip that water over a rock. It doesn't matter what color it is. The same effect is going to happen and in the clubs the same way so you know the same type of uh, all kinds all different types sorry all different types of disrespectful and exploitative behavior all ends up with the same goal at some point we are just fucking done and exhausted and raw and miserable and we can't do it anymore and that's just where a lot of girls were tonight and that's where she was and she was like, I, I had this VIP with a guy. It was two hours. And she's like, you know, it was the usual difficulty of kind of trying to balance this playful, flirtatious, um, sexy kind of, oh, let me dance for you. Oh, you know, let me rub your back, whatever kind of vibe with that also, you know, boundaries and lines. It's very hard to keep men entertained and satisfied with the level that they're getting over a long period of time, especially when they want more. So it takes a very tactful girl and a very smart girl and a very patient girl to be able to keep the guy, a a guy that wants more, a guy that's trying, you know, being difficult, content while still kind of maintaining the status quo and not, you know, you think letting things get out of hand. It's very hard. And it's so exhausting in a way that I can't explain to anybody that hasn't done it I guess it maybe maybe it's kind of like when you have a toddler and you're out to eat <laughs> and you're like how much can I pacify them so they don't scream and yell and disturb everybody around me before I'm really fucking myself over because I'm just giving them whatever they want and they figure that out and now I'm screwed. That's probably a bad analogy, but that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. 
and it's like that. And she was like, you know, so normal difficulty was two hours. Went okay. He was pretty handsy, pretty aggressive. But I was able to redirect him and kind of keep it moving till the very end. So at the very end, the bill came and he decided at that point that he wasn't happy with what he got. He decided at that point that he didn't think he should have to pay for the room or the girl or what, you know, shouldn't have to pay because he didn't really like it and he didn't really get what he wanted and he was difficult and it became a scene and they had to get the manager and they had to get the waitress and it became just, just pulling teeth and she's like, yeah, and you know, he grabbed me and he kind of yelled at me and he smacked me and I'm like, what do you mean he smacked you? Like, you didn't do anything about this? And she was like, girl, she, again, I understand because her and I are on the same page about some things that like we have the same kind of mentality about it. She's like, she's not worth it. You know, she's like, I handled it. I, I handled it. I, you know, fixed it. I didn't, didn't put up with it. She didn't put up with him, you know, hitting her or anything like that, but she handled it. She's like, I just didn't, because again, you just don't have it. You don't have the mental, physical fortitude to call the bouncer call the waitress, have them come over, have to explain yourself, have to defend yourself about this asshole, say your side, listen to his side, hope they believe you, um, maybe file a report. It's like, it's a whole fucking production when you can just look at him and be like, don't fucking touch me. That's not cool. And move on. So it's about weighing out your, your options there. So she's like, I handled it got dealt with, got paid, whatever, it was over, and she's like, but I just walked back here, and I'm staring at my locker, and I'm like, I just need to sit down, and that was when I came in, obviously, her and I were talking, and she's like, I just, I just need a minute, and I'm like, yeah, girl, I understand, take your, take a minute, she's like, I, I don't even know what I need, she's like, that's so stupid, she's like, I've had way worse customers, I've had way longer nights. I've made way less money. For some reason, this just got me. It just got me really hard, and and I'm and I'm upset about it. I'm upset in general, and I'm also disappointed in myself. And I don't like it. And I'm like, I completely understand. And you know, because at some point, you've just had enough, and you know the breeze could push you over if you're brittle enough. So I don't know. As usual, I don't know what my point is. I think I'm just kind of talking philosophically about how hard it can be on you. You know, everyone understands the physical aspect of it. Everybody can, I think, understand and relate that it's hard on your body and your knees are going to hurt and your back's going to hurt and you know your hair is fried from the straightener and your face is breaking out from the makeup and you're getting yeast infections from the fucking seats and you know I think that everybody can at least wrap their brain around the physical like destruction that dancing can have on your body and how hard that can be but I think the emotional and mental toll it takes on you is much harder for people for civilians to understand and to relate to. And that's okay because they haven't done it. So how, how could they know? But 
it, it makes it harder to explain yourself. You, I think you almost feel guilty. I know when I'm trying to explain myself to my husband or to other people that don't understand, you feel guilty, you feel embarrassed, just like this sounds stupid to them. And so you usually just kind of keep it to yourself. But to other dancers, you know, I think we get it. And I got it. And I understood that, you know, in that moment, she didn't really need anything. She didn't need a hug. She didn't need me to pep talk her, type her up. She just needed to kind of just sit there with someone that understood how she felt and didn't judge her and didn't like criticize her and be like, oh, that's not so bad. It could be worse. You know, just, just listened and nodded their head and agreed and moved on. And I feel that. <laughs> That's a whole mood. It's <laughs> a whole mood. So, yeah, tonight was a tough night. And I think all of us ladies are wearing a bit thin in a lot of areas. And I hope that it perks up soon and that all of us have a much easier go in the near future. Because when things stay low for a long time it's really hard to keep up your spirits you know um so yeah that's my weird TED talk I don't know So a little unorganized as usual, but I hope you guys get the point and hopefully this gave some civilians a better idea and appreciation for the complexities of sex work. It's freeing and it's important and it can even be fun, but it is real and it's work and we all get burned out on work sometimes. The best things we can all do to avoid this is just try to sleep as much as we can, which I know is easier said than done for a lot of us night shifters, but you know, and eat well to keep our bodies energized and healthy and do our best to enforce our boundaries distancing ourselves from people or situations that seek to suck out our energy. This is not always possible, especially with sex work, but we can still have standards of treatment for ourselves and from others that can help us with this. So thanks you guys again for joining me this week. I'm beyond humbled and excited that you guys are listening to me and giving me some opinions and feedback and I'm grateful and I hope that you guys will continue to do so. So please, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review the show. And don't forget you guys can call in to be a part of the show, and I might feature your question or comment on an upcoming episode. You just go to anchor.fm slash bstripsitdown slash message and leave it there for me. Or you can email me at bstripsitdown at outlook.com or, of course, on Instagram or Facebook. But until next time, drink more water, have more sex, and go the fuck to sleep.